Good morning, Destiny family. And thank you, Derek. Uh, thank you for those who are joining us online or in person. You're probably like, who is this? My name is Haley, and I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Destiny. And I wanted to say also thank you to Pastor Tracy and Lawrence, because I'll know they will watch this later, uh, for allowing me to preach on this Sunday morning. And I am super excited to bring the word this morning. But how many of you have had a good week so far? Or has it been one of those weeks? Tell me about it. Anyone? Anyone? Or is it just me? Had a crazy week? Maybe it's because I have children. Well, it's been one of those weeks. And, you know, I'm trying to prepare for the message, get into the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. And both of my children, one had an ear infection. My nine-month-old, he's had thrush for a while, so it's going back and forth. I've been puked on, pooped on, peed on, screamed at, all the great things. And I'm like, okay, I need to listen to my worship music, getting in his presence. And do my children want to listen to worship music? No. If you're parents, you're about to know what I'm going to say. They wanted to listen to Coco Melon. Coco Melon. I bet, kid you not, I could turn on Coco Melon and all the kids from Pastor Tiffany's area would come running. That's how powerful that is. And I said, Lord, how are you supposed to speak to me through peas, peas, you have to eat your peas? No, 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 I don't want them, please, like a thousand times. He's like, well, there's some things in life that we don't want, but this doesn't mean it's not good for you. And I was like, okay, if you can speak through Coco Melon, Lord, you can speak through me. So God can speak through anyone if you allow him to. With that being said, I want you to get out your um, phones if you want to take notes. Go to the Destiny OKC app. You can go to Live Notes, or you can get notes in the back by the communion tables. And it's not because anything that I have to say, but I know when God brings something to me, if I forget to write it down right then, it's gone. So it's always good to take notes. <clears throat> and my title for today is Uniquely You. I can't patent it because I'm pretty sure it's a photography company, but uniquely you. And God brought this to me over a year ago. So you're like, oh, that's been a long time. It should be good. <laughs> well, it was only in pieces. But it was over a year ago. It was right before COVID hit. I think it was right before I found out I was pregnant. He goes, I want you to speak over your unique design. I said, okay. What else, God? And that's all I had. Then I found out I was pregnant. COVID hits. We have a stay-at-home order. I'm like, how many know when you get a word from God, you get excited, and you're like, ooh, I want to do this right now. He's like, hold up. Not yet. It's not your time. I said, okay, Lord. Throughout, throughout this year and a half, I've just walked through some things. Because also when God gives you a word, the enemy will try to use that word to attack you. And so I'm wanting to speak over you, your unique design. So this whole year and a half, I have struggled, just to be completely honest, with who God has called me to be. To even preach on a Sunday morning, I was terrified. And that's because the enemy's like, oh, I got her. And also my word for this year, for 2021, is relax and be you. Be yourself. Be who God has called you to be because what I have to come to terms with is I'm me. I'm not pastor. I'm not Pastor Tracy. I'm not Pastor A.T. I can't quote every theologian, which is awesome, but I can't. I can't have, you know, 20,000 phrases that Pastor is awesome with. He can just hand you in a second. I'm not Pastor Tracy. I'm not Pastor Chris, and I'm definitely not Pastor Chrissy. You don't want me leaving you in worship on a Sunday morning. You'd scream out Pharisee. <laughs> You'd be like, bye. I am me, 
And the moment we start disqualifying ourselves, we start walking in our insecurities and our fears, the focus becomes off of God and on ourselves. God said, I wouldn't have you up there if I didn't think you were worthy enough. So stop focusing on what others think and on what you think, but focus on what I have to say. And I say you're qualified and you're worthy. And with that, it says in Psalms 119.73, your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. His hands made you. They formed you. If he can make you, why are you going to question your giftings and calling? Why would you question with that? He designed you. Your gifting doesn't have to look like everybody else's. So that's when we go to and we say, Lord, give me the understanding to walk out these commands. God, I know I'm unique. Each and every one of us are completely different. You can look like somebody else. My dad, he'll be here in second service, he's an identical twin. And when I was younger, they would mess with me because they sound alike and they look alike. And so I'd answer the phone. I'm like, who is this? Dad? Uncle Terry? Dad? They just give me a hard time. Just because they look alike physically or your spiritual gift can look like somebody else's doesn't mean it's exactly alike. Each and every single one of us has our own unique design. You're not like anybody else on this planet. So stop making your gift look like somebody else's. It's yours and yours only. And so that's when you ask God, help me understand to learn your commands. How do I go, okay, I know I'm unique, I know my design, I know I have giftings and callings, but how do I go, what do I do with it? How do I move forward with this? And with that, I want to give you a little bit of just who I am, a little bit of my unique design. doesn't mean you'll know everything about me, but not only am I a mother, of two boys, a wife, a sister, a daughter, and a pastor. I'm myself. I'm a little bit of a, a nerd sometimes. Um, how many of you my Enneagram people out there? You know, those who like to take those personality tests. I despise them. I do them, but I despise them. They give me anxiety. Don't box me in. I guess that's a part of my personality. Well, anyways, so if you're an Enneagram person, you would know this. I scored 100% a nine. So that means I'm a peacemaker to the core. Please, everybody, just get along. Can't we all just be friends, okay? I like calmness. I like peace. Um, confrontation makes me want to break out in hives. Still to this day, it gives me anxiety. But at the same time, my best friend, she goes, Haley, you're not just a nine. You're a nine-wing eight. So you eights out there, if you know what I'm talking about, go take this test, you'll know. You're like, Haha, no, you're not. My husband, who's in the lobby, he's like, yes, she is. Um, and eights, they're like, we have a lot of eights on our staff. Um, they're hardcore. That's all I have to say. I don't know. But <laughs> they stress me out, and I guess I'm part of that too. But they can rise up. They're not afraid of confrontation. But when I truly trust somebody, I'm not afraid to have the confrontation, not for myself, but for others. I can stick up for others. So, but there's a little bit of that, about that with me. Also, I'm an introvert extrovert. So I can seem extremely extroverted, but at the same time on the inside, I'm probably like, what are they thinking? Is this okay? I don't know. Like to go out somewhere, it takes a lot of energy to get me to go out. And so there's a little bit about that. And then 
I said, I'm a peacemaker, an introvert, extrovert, and I'm a big klutz. Story of my life, it's frustrating. I can climb aerial silks, which is 14 feet in the air, hang up there, but I can't walk in a straight line. I've asked God, I'm like, what's wrong with me? It's just a part of who I am. I'll accept it. It's okay, move forward. I always disqualify myself. That's one of the things. But at the same time, God, when I was younger, I realized I hated taking tests. But, listen to this, I would love to take verbal tests. Or if you would have, I'd be the first one to raise my hand to go do a presentation. And at the time, I didn't realize that was a part of my unique design for my spiritual gifting. I thought I had a problem because I was so terrified to take an actual test on paper. But if, you, if I did it verbally, I could do it. But at the time, I had no clue. And on your note cards, it says, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. I want to walk you through this. I'm going to break it into parts. God has given each of you a gift from his, his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? And speak as though God himself is speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy, energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All the glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So in that first part, we're going to break this down. It said, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So right now, you might be sitting in this room watching online. You think, I'm not gifted. That is a lie from the enemy. Stop lying to yourself. Stop letting others say that. Maybe someone has spoke that over you. That is not true. Each and every one of you has a gift. You have a calling. Like I said, it's probably unique and it's different, and that's okay. So stop trying to box it in. It doesn't have to be preaching on a platform. It doesn't have to be leading worship. I, oftentimes in the church world, we love to box these spiritual gifts in. Stop boxing them in. It says, he gives you gifts from great variety of spiritual gifts. So once you find out, okay, I have a gift, Lord, what do I do with this? He says, use them well to serve one another. Your gifting is not just for yourself. So stop hiding. Stop being so afraid to step into your calling. Stop disqualifying yourself because that gifting is not for you. It's you use your gifts to serve one another. It's for the, each and every person in this room. It's not for yourself. So when you're so afraid to step into that calling, you're holding back your gifting from helping others. So that's when you have to go back and say, okay, Lord, oh, I'm gifted, but here's your first blank. What is your spiritual gift? I left this blank. You don't have to answer that right now. Go home, pray about it. What is your spiritual gift? He says, you have gifts from a variety of spiritual gifts. Some of you might not know that right now. You're like, I can't write that down. I don't know what my spiritual gift is. And that's when you go to the Lord, you're like, Lord, who have you called me to be? Not who have I called Haley to be? Who has my mom called me to be? My father, my friends, my coworkers? Who have you called me to be? You need to know your spiritual gifts. 
They're so important. Because when you start walking in your calling, there's just this freedom about it. Because when you're holding yourself back or letting others hold yourself back, you're holding yourself back from what, what God is trying to do in your life. So what is your spiritual gift? I just want you to truly think over that. And with that, I didn't ask permission. I'm pulling a pastor. But it made me think of Mrs. Rosalia. A lot of you know her. If you don't, she's out. You probably were greeted by her out in the lobby with an amazing smile or a warm hug. Her and her family serve at this church. She's our, one of our host leads, our team leads. And her husband plays guitar on the worship team. Levi and Gabe are running around in the back on media. They serve together as a family. Such an amazing example of servant leaders. But the one thing about Rosalia, it was a couple of weeks ago or three weeks, I'm not sure. Do you remember when it was pouring down rain? It was flooding outside. And she was out there. We had an, she had an umbrella, but she was walking every single person to their car. But then she was soaked from head to toe. And I was thinking in my head, like, she had an umbrella. How she, she's soaked. And her son Levi told me this. He said, listen to this. It's because she wanted to take the umbrella off of herself and put it on to somebody else. She wanted to take the umbrella. She could have tried to walk under the umbrella with them, but no. She wanted to take the umbrella off of herself and put it on somebody else. She didn't care that she was soaked from head to toe. She wanted to serve others. And when I was hearing this and I was sitting there, I was literally brought to tears. I said, that is someone who's walking in their gifting and has a true servant heart. And she didn't complain once. She just smiled. She said, I just, this is what I'm called to do, to help others. But along with that, we, um, her son works in media. And I'm going to tell some of our secrets. We have um, a mic person who normally helps to make sure the mic's working. Just so you know, if you want to volunteer on the media team, our camera, our mics, we need you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> got you. Well, Gabe said, Mom, I need some help. Could you help with the mics? You know, she helps with everything. <laughs> well, Rosalia is meant to be out there with every single person, smiling, greeting. She makes you feel loved. Someone feel loved before they even hear a sermon, feel welcomed, the love of Jesus. But she, at one point, we're like, where's Rosalia? Where's Rosalia at? And she came back to me later after the service. She goes, Haley, this is not my gifting. Please do not put me on those mics again. I said, okay, I'll go tell her. So Gabe, don't ever do that again. She is meant to be out there. So some of you right now, you think that you're walking in your gifting, but you're not. You're maybe you're doing it because someone else told you to or you thought that's what you're called to do. And God right now is saying you're called for more. Maybe you're called to lead a community group. But you're so afraid, you're so terrified, you're like, I'm not worthy enough to do that. If God has called you, you're worthy enough to do it. Your community group doesn't have to look like the other community groups because it's uniquely yours. So that's when you have to go to God. What am I called to do? Because we're not called just to show up on a Sunday morning and sit and listen to a message. We are called to do more. We are called to be the church. 
And in verse 11 it says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself is speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all, these are your two blanks, strength and energy that God supplies. You know, when I'm up here on a Sunday morning, I don't want it to be about myself. It's not about me. I'm a vessel. I want God to speak through me. And that's why I said I can't disqualify myself. I have to know every time God has qualified me and I'm worthy to bring the word. And it says, do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Not do it with all the strength and energy that you supply, that God supplies. Because how many of you know, you find out your unique design, your giftings, you're like, okay, I'm going to start walking in this. But once you do that, once you start walking out in your true calling, there will be people who are for you, and there will be people who are against you. And not only that, the enemy is always against you, so he's going to try to bring you down. You're like, okay, I got this. I'm walking out in my calling. Ooh, the, I'm nervous. I can't do this, Lord. Oh, I'm too busy. Uh, what's going on? My life is crazy. How am I supposed to do this? Add another thing on top of another. There's these questions, these doubts. You can be hurt by people because we're humans. We hurt each other. We're imperfect. And so when you try to do something with your own strength and your own energy, you will burn out. You can't do it yourselves. That's why it says, do it with the strength and energy that God will supply. Because no, how, no matter how long you're walking and you're calling, you'll have those moments and those seasons where you feel drained, where you don't feel, where you will question, where you will doubt. And those are the moments where you have to go towards Jesus and be like, God, I need the energy and strength that you supply because I can't do it alone. Because if you try to do it by yourself, your focus will shift. And it will no longer be on Jesus. It'll be on the distractions. It'll be on your insecurities. It'll be on your fears. And it'll be on yourself. And when your focus shifts, when your focus is off, your perspective will shift. When your focus is off, your perspective will shift. You will no longer have a godly perspective. It's a worldly perspective. And when that happens, how are you going to do what God has called you to do when all you're doing is saying negative things over your gifting? You can't walk in it when all you do is speaking lies or negative words. That's when your focus always needs to be on Jesus. Always, 100% of the time. But that's not easy. I can't stand up here and say, oh, yeah, my focus has always been on Jesus. I'm just perfect. No. There is a time in my life, and I've talked about this before, but I grew up in this church since I was 12. When I uh, was talking about this on Wednesday, and one of our youth leaders, Angel, she was just like, I like the place. Like, well, I do. But since I was 12 years old, went to school here, taught here, did all that. But I didn't know all my unique giftings. I was insecure about them. I was more worried because I didn't mention this, but I'm a people pleaser. That's one thing I've worked on my whole life. Not, I have to constantly work on it. It will bring me down. I'm not trying to please others. Just so instead of walking in my calling, 
I started to go my own way. My focus was completely off. I was hurt by some people. So I said, you know what? I'm leaving the church. I'm done with this. I was offended. I'm going to do my own thing, God. I'm going to do it with my strength, my own strength and my energy. That didn't last for very long. And I got to a point where it wasn't until I was really on my hands and knees, just face towards Jesus, crying out to him, saying, Lord, I, I can't do this anymore. I no longer have the strength and energy. I'm not walking in my true calling, God. Who have you called me to be? I yelled at him. I yelled at God. I was mad at him. I was frustrated with people. I was frustrated with myself. I was mad that my focus was completely off and that I went the total opposite direction that I wanted to do in my life. I got to a place I didn't even know myself anymore. I hurt people in the midst of all of it. But when I finally came back and shifted my focus towards Jesus and cried out to him, I was no longer ashamed. I was no longer embarrassed. I could just surrender everything to him and say, Lord, who have you called me to be? What am I supposed to do? And in that moment, he brought me back to church. I was embarrassed to go to church. I sat like in the, it was in the other building. I remember sitting in the very back. But he brought me back to church. Pastor Chris still found me. I tried to hide because I was like, I don't want to be a leader. Nope, we'll find you, just so you know. I like that here. But he found me. He's like, hey, Haley, do you want to be a youth leader? I'm like, they're still here. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's in those moments. It was a process. It still is. I had to constantly just bring myself back to him. Like I said, I walked through it through this last year and a half where the enemy was trying to take my focus off to him. And I said, no, my focus is on Jesus. Because I go with the strength and energy that he provides. And then with that, it says, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Everything you do will bring glory to God. It's not about all the trophies you get or what we do. No, it's all the glory goes to him. All the glory goes to him. So why are you holding back? Why are you so afraid? Why are you holding back? If all it goes, all the glory goes to him. It's not about you. So when you hold back, that goes to you. Stop holding. Stop being so afraid to use the gifts God has given you. I'm preaching to myself right now. Like I said, I got to a point, I said, I don't even know if I wanted to, if I could do this this Sunday morning. God said, stop holding back. Be who God has called you to be. Stop trying to be like anybody else. Walk in your true calling. There was this point, like I said, when I was a kid, I would be the first one to go up and I'd raise my hand to do a presentation. I love doing these presentations. 
And with that, I fell in love with cedar. Any cedar lovers out there? Pat, I know, Pat. I fell in love with cedar. It was my passion. That's what I went to school for. I wanted to be a cedar teacher. And drama was just my thing. Not real life drama, guys. No. Uh, like, on stage. <laughs> that was my thing. And the one thing about that and that I fell in love with was the characters. Oftentimes, if you're in theater, you know, actor or actresses, you become a character. You work really hard at becoming this character. You don't want to be yourself. So I loved it because I didn't have to be myself. If someone didn't like that character, that's okay. That wasn't me. We did a play here. Um, it was why did I just Cinderella. Who forgets Cinderella? It was Cinderella, and I was the evil stepmom. I guess it was so real that the real moms, or the girl who played Cinderella, her mother in the audience was mad at me because how dare I be rude to her daughter? <laughs> I said, I was just acting. Well, good job me, I guess. But I was the evil stepmom, and she was so mad about that because I got so invested and focused on this character. But sometimes I would find myself becoming these characters. I'm like, oh, I don't have to be myself anymore. You know what? Being yourself is terrifying. Being vulnerable, being real with people, opening up yourselves to others is terrifying. And it wasn't until when Pastor Chris asked me to share my testimony about nine, ten years ago on, during chapel. My story. That isn't somebody else's story that I'm pretending. It's my real, true life story. But within that, when I shared my testimony, when I began to speak the word of God, I found like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is uncomfortable. I'd much rather be pretending and being a character on a stage, but... No, Lord, you want to use my voice for a whole other reason. But it's uncomfortable. Your calling is going to be uncomfortable. If it's easy, if you don't have to think about it all, if you're not uncomfortable, you should be doing something else. Because God has not called us to be comfortable. When you start to get uncomfortable, you need to start questioning, okay, God, what do I need to do? You can love it. You can be passionate about it. I'm passionate, as you can tell. You can be passionate about it, but it needs to make you uncomfortable. Stop sitting in your comfortable seats in your house where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and let everyone else invest in me and start investing in others. Then everything you do will bring the glory to God through Jesus Christ. All the glory flows to him. When I was thinking about this character, it made me think of the story of Esther. How many you know the story of Esther? Love Queen Esther. She still speaks all of us to this day. Such an amazing, humble woman. The story of Esther made me think, you know, Esther wasn't just a woman a Jewish woman. She wasn't just a friend, a relative, a queen. She was a woman of God. She was a woman of God. 
But one thing about Esther, it made me think of when I was so invested in these characters. You know, at first she didn't tell the king she was a Jewish woman. She was unique. She was hiding, but she was hiding her heritage. It could have cost her her life. She could have just been the queen, gone on with her life, and it's okay. She never had to tell him. But she realized, I'm called for more. I can no longer hide. I can't just play, be this character. I have to be my true, 100% authentic self. In order to step into my calling, I have to be my true, 100% authentic self. And guess what? It's uncomfortable. It can cost me my life. But it's not about me. It's about others and serving others and those people behind me. And so when she went to the king, she couldn't go with the own strength and energy that she supplied. She had to go with the strength and energy that God supplied and gave her. She had to go to him. She could no longer just be caught up. She could have just been, you know, caught up in the character of being this queen. But she was more than that. I was more than just those characters I played on a stage. I'm a woman of God. You're men and women of God. There's more in your calling than you even know. But have you ever asked God? Have you ever had the conversation with him? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to ask the hard questions? Are you willing to have the hard conversations? It might cost you. It might cost you some friends, some family members. Most of my family are not Christians. I am the odd one in the family. And that's okay because I'm going to be who God has called me to be, no matter what they think. And I'm just going to love them like Jesus loves them. And thinking of when Esther could have lost her life, but she had the strength and energy that God provided her to be all who, all who she, he called her to be, her unique self. There's nobody like her. There's nobody like you. So I just want to ask you guys to stand this morning. Your GPTRL is to read over 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. I know I broke it down, but I want you to read it, rehearse it, put it in your shower, in your car. But God is calling us deeper as a church family. He's wanting us to go to that next level. But in order to do that, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to ask God the hard questions. There's times where I'm afraid to ask God the hard questions because I don't want to hear the answer. Ask those hard questions. Know who you are in Christ. Learn to love those things about the, yourselves, the good, the bad, love it all. We can always learn and grow, but love who God has made you to be. God, right now, I just pray for every person who is listening to this message, Lord. 
that they, first off, they know they are worthy of your love. They are worthy to walk out in their giftings that you have given them. Lord, I just pray that they no longer have to worry about what others think of them or what they even think of themselves, God, but it's what you think and say about us. And you're the one who formed us. You designed us. Lord, in this moment, I just pray that we pause and listen to your voice. that are so buried, buried down so deep that you're trying to bring to the surface. But we've been so afraid because we didn't think we were good enough that you're saying, no, this, this is what you're called to do. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. But I will provide you with the strength and the energy that you need to walk in your gifting. Lord, I just pray that we'll stop questioning you. Qualify us. The spirit of disqualification will be broken off of our lives. The spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of speaking negative words over ourselves will be broken off because all the focus and glory goes to you and what you are trying to do through us. We are called to serve others, to love others, and to be the light of Jesus to everyone around us. But in order to do that, we have to learn to love ourselves. So I pray this morning that maybe someone, they don't, can't even love themselves because of their mistakes. That they learn to love themselves and who you call them to be. worship before we walk out these doors Lord I just pray that we can surrender to you and ask Lord who have you truly called us to be we don't just try to rush out but we listen to your voice maybe some people say it's been a long time since I've heard your voice but this morning they will hear it loud and clear Take us 